Welcome to the podcast we call Soul Chaser, featuring stories from the book by the same name, Soul Chaser. This is Jordan Rich, and by my side is author Lauren Decker. We want to spend time with you today at soul level, awakening our spirits to the simple and beautiful idea that God is love and love is everywhere. And now, today's installment of Soul Chaser. Thank you, Jordan Rich. Greetings, one and all. Glad you tuned in to Soul Chaser, the podcast. I'm Lauren Decker, your host. I want to say thank you to the listeners that have tuned in in Florida. We've been growing in our listenership in that state, as well as California and many here in Massachusetts. We share stories with a purpose, so share us with a friend. They'll thank you. We'll um, teach you stories that bring you closer to God and closer to the truth, that lays covered over with circumstances and situations that sometimes stop us from looking any deeper. But the deeper truths are there. We just have to find them. That's what we're about here on Soul Chaser. Today's story is about that very same thing. It's called An Old Way Into the Woods. It was an old road in the town where I grew up. It was either an old cart path to the hayfields dating back to the time when that part of New England was mostly farmland, or perhaps it was a long-forgotten public way from before the time of automobiles. No matter its origin, it became a place of adventure for me. It wound its way deep into the woods. How far is what I was determined to discover? Every summer afternoon of my 11th year, I would head for the road's entrance at the back of old Mr. Goodmore's property line. Notebook in hand, I was determined to make a map of the old pathway. Imagination was my companion as I charted markers, an old willow tree, a large white rock, and so on. One day, after finding a side path that took me about a hundred yards deeper into the trees, I discovered the remnants of an ancient stone wall. Still intact in places, it spoke of an earlier age. Someone had labored here, marked off boundary lines, established ownership. But who? I pictured a settler family, pilgrims most likely. We were not far from Plymouth Plantation. Were there second-generation Mayflower passengers who came here to carve out a new life in the new world? I searched for more signs of their existence. The next day I found what I was looking for, an ancient foundation, barely visible under the leaves and underbrush. This had been somebody's dwelling place. There could be no doubt. The facts were clear. This had been home to someone long, long ago. I wondered who it was that lived there, but I never found the answer. Old Mr. Goodmore may have been able to tell me, but he passed away with cancer over one winter. With the passing of time, I stopped my wondering visits. My 11th year transitioned into teen years, and the old road became just a cut-through to a friend's house in the new development that had gone up so quickly in my fast-changing town. Today, my way of adventure is a recreational road. Motorcycles and four-wheelers travel it. I sometimes drive past and see them, high-powered machines that travel speedily over the old ruts. I'm certain my foundation is still hidden away from view. Nearly 50 seasons of falling leaves, my lifetime's year's worth of summer growth. Fifty winters, fifty warm spring times, fifty falls, fifty summers. There are ancient pathways all around us. Few ever find them. We're too much in a hurry these days. We zoom along modern highways at great speed, never noticing the forest to our left and to our right. In my part of the country, if you're quick enough, you can often still see an aged stone wall along the thoroughfare, pointing back into the woods, back, back to a different time. Adventure still calls. It's the same in the spiritual realm. In the Old Testament book of Jeremiah, we read, This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. 
Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. You'll find rest for your souls. Rest for your soul is a wonderful thing. Have you ever felt like you ought to do something good or ought not to do something nefarious? We have that sense of ought in us because there exists an original ought, and we're made in his image. Planned order in the cosmic chaos, an ancient way to be traveled that takes us within. In there you will discover the old, old foundation. Someone laid a cornerstone. That someone can bring order out of chaos in your life. With just a word, he will draw your boundary lines in pleasant places. Allow him to establish ownership in you. He'll build the foundation within you. This journey will become the greatest adventure of your life, so take it slowly. While others speed past, you'll chart things they will never see. That story was called An Old Way Into the Woods. We have a second story today for you. It's called The Burden. We aren't always patient with one another, and yet it is one of the key attributes of our faith to be patient. We're destined to be people who can carry a load and not collapse under the weight. What really encourages patience is for us to remember this truth. One you're impatient with may be suffering an unimaginable hardship. Such was the case many years ago in one of our nation's major cities. The story unfolds along the corridors of a hospital in that city. Two couples were there, each with a desperately ill child. Day after day, they kept vigil over their bedridden little loved ones. At night, they paced the floor of the housing facility where families were allowed to stay when a child underwent an extended time period in the hospital. As days turned into weeks, they formed a fast friendship, such as is often the case when people go through trials together. They ate every meal together, always offering encouragement or solace, depending on the prognosis reported that day. As time passed, it became obvious that one child was improving, while the other was slipping further and further toward death. The families both knew that it was only a matter of time. One child would be going home, the other would soon pass away. That fateful day came on a wintry November weekend. The doctor had called in the middle of the night to let the parents know that their little son was indeed dead. Having spent all of their resources, they found they could not afford to fly their child's body back home to the Midwest for burial. Instead, they wrapped him in a blanket, and despite unimaginable grief, they had to place the body of their son in the trunk of their car to make the long drive home. Blinded by tears, they said goodbye to the couple they had grown to love, holding their little girl who was discharged that very same day. As they pulled out of the driveway onto the busy city thoroughfare, an impatient driver leaned on his horn and screamed obscenities out the window. How awful, exclaimed the mother standing in the driveway, still crying and waving goodbye. That driver only knew what they carried in their trunk. Most people consider the Old Testament when they think of laws in the Bible, but Jesus had one too. We are to look out for one another and bear each other's burdens. When we focus on ourselves, patience tends to run thin with others. Yet if we truly see others in the burdens they carry, the secret ones they don't talk about, our hearts rise with the compassion of Jesus. I often put it this way, we all have a need meter, but what we need to be is need meters. If your own need meter is maxed out, you'll only see that which you think can help you. The trick is to get busy helping others and meeting their needs. you find that patience follows naturally. And so be patient with everyone you meet. You just never know what sort of burden they're carrying. This has been Soul Chaser. We hope this program has caused you to consider the vastness of God's love for you. Nothing is going to change that reality, but love can certainly change you. 